Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to Let's Be Real. I'm your host, Joe Mambu, and I'm here with two special guests today, Cheyenne Finch from Bantu-Centric and my main man, AJ. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing really, really well, and uh, I feel honored to be on your show today. Um, looking forward to contribute any way possible. Oh, no doubt. We got much to talk about today. I see, first of all, we got to address that Patriots hat, though. What's going on with that? Lifelong Patriots, man. I oh. really like it. <laughs> lifelong Patriots. about it. I thought you were going to take it off. What happened? No, never. <laughs> take it off. That's disrespectful. Well, we got a dress code here. You can't come in here like that. If anything, you're a Giants fan. You guys beat us twice. So if anything, you should be happy that I'm wearing it. If anything. That, that, no. Yeah. That, doesn't make you sense. that just makes you even more disrespectful in my presence. Like, um. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, no, I'm a lifelong Patriots fan. Uh, obviously, Brady's gone, but um, what we did in the, the, that 20-year run, it will never be duplicated. And I almost so, wore my Giants shirt today, too. I should have worn it. I almost oh. did it. Ain't no love for Green Bay up in here? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in New York, oh, bro. What you doing? What you doing? Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. All right, everyone. Welcome to Let's Be Real. This is episode 109, and it's inside the bubble. Basically, some topics that's going on with the NBA bubble recommencing the season and uh, the first thing we want to talk about is uh the jimmy butler thing so if you don't know jimmy butler went nameless on the nb on his nba jersey the saturday night contest versus the denver nuggets uh he chose he opted not to uh go with a name on the back of his jersey which wasn't approved by the league and um they made him switch jerseys before the game started I mean, how do you get guys feel about that? Do you feel like, you know, the NBA kind of dropped the ball on this by telling Jimmy to change his jersey? Or do you feel like because it wasn't within the rules that uh, the NBA was justified in doing so, what they did? Uh, personally, I think the NBA definitely overstepped. At first, when I first heard it, I thought he just came out with a blank jersey. So I was very confused. So because I'm like, hey, um, they kind of need your number to like, be able to do stats and stuff but no uh he still had his number so they still know who he is they can still yeah. point him out on the court he just had a blank jersey and i read that his reasoning behind that is because this is who he would be if he wasn't an nba player which yeah. is valid like he wouldn't be this big basketball star he would just be another black man on the street yeah. So his message was completely valid. And the fact that the NBA is almost in a way censoring the messages that are allowed on the jerseys yeah. kind of. It defeats the purpose of, of the message of the movement, like you can't choose what people can and cannot say or how they can and cannot feel according to what works for the league. That's true. AJ, how are you feeling about it? My, t I mean, I, I saw. I saw the headline. Uh, <clears throat> listen, I agree in terms of uh, Jimmy's stance from a, that if he wasn't playing um, basketball, he'd just be another person. I agree with that. It's true. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, uh, the NBA is his place of employment. And so yeah. with, him, with him going in there, um, you could still make your voice heard. But at the same time, be able you should also i believe abide by the stipulations that go with your place of employment it doesn't take away from his stance and i support his stance in terms of you know 
the the treatment of black men and women and you know going after those who've committed injustices at the same time you know with it being his place of employment you know that there are guidelines that you you have to abide by and you're still able to make your voice heard i, I would go with that position um, but he wasn't being disrespectful though he just wore a blank jersey like i'd understand if he came out with a message and there was cussing in it it was something really vulgar and appropriate and they're like yo we got children in the stands you can't do that like that message i understand it being like this is your place of employment you can't do that but mm -hmm. to come out in a blank jersey and to just say like this is how i would feel if i didn't work here mm -hmm. like that doesn't feel disrespectful it feels like a valid message and to me them trying to silence him is is almost the same as when they tried to silence Colin Kaepernick because he didn't do anything disrespectful or vulgar. He just took a knee. He just yeah. said, I'm not going to stand for the national anthem. And I felt like that was a very respectful way to get his message across. And for the NBA to be like, no, you can only do these very few approved messages shows that they had a whole meeting and they tried to find a way that would make everybody happy so that they're not like strongly one way or the other they're just like yeah we want to support you but in our own way yeah so this is the thing Cheyenne, i do kind of agree with you a bit right and, and i agree with aj at the same time so the thing is with that is that before the nba season started right you know the nba is a bit progressive uh, a bit more progressive than other leagues when it comes to mm -hmm uh you know black and brown issues social injustice issues right they want to make sure they want to demonstrate that they're that they're with us because the nba is 75 percent black people right? right uh the thing is before the nba season started there there was 29 messages that were approved by the league right mm -hmm. this was uh agreed upon the nba and the uh, players association which chris paul is uh president of uh so jimmy butler knew Right. Jimmy Butler knew beforehand, like, hey, this message wouldn't be approved. And, you know, I agree to the certain point. Listen, the reason why he didn't have a name on the back of his jersey, because like he's any other black man. The only thing is that he's in the spotlight and he's using his platform to show that, hey, I'm a nobody. If I didn't dribble this basketball, they would they would look at me just like they look at you. all Look at us. Right. So but the problem is, is like, yo, it is a pace. Uh, place of employment, right? And before the NBA season started, everything was hashed out about the approved messages that players can use on the back of their jersey, right? Jimmy Butler is a little different. Jimmy Butler is a little centric. He kind of does what he wants to do. He likes to go against the grain, and I love Jimmy for that. But uh, listen, it's one of the things you do have to kind of follow the rules because I think the NBA does do a really good job in making sure that Black people are heard right that we are aware that they are aware of the issues that's going on and jimmy jimmy butler knew but jimmy butler wanted to do what jimmy wanted to do but i love jimmy response to the fact that the reason why he he put on his you know he put on his regular jersey now was because the team needed him so jimmy butler right. understands right like you, you it's know. still a place of work he still has a job to do yeah but he also got, got his message out there because they did say that he brought this up prior to the game that yeah, he, he wanted did, to yeah. wear the blank jersey so he didn't just surprise everybody and come out he on the court it, yeah. blank jersey he, he did, did say this is what i want to do and yeah. though they told him it wasn't approved he went and did it anyway and then he switched to his um approved jersey but the world has now seen it so yeah. he got his message out yeah. there he did I, what he came yeah. to do 
that's that's what I loved about it, right? Because even if you didn't get to wear it as long as you wanted to, it got to do it. like it, the the fact that we're talking about it is awesome enough. He did I, his job. I, yeah, he did his job. And it draws, if anything, it draws more attention to the cause because now, you know, yeah. the people, the, a lot of people that we know, especially in the, the areas where we're from, yeah, they look up to these stars. You know, I, I see what LeBron. Well, I, these kids, they, my students, they love LeBron. Yeah, though I'm a Kobe fan, but oh they yeah, love same LeBron. here. Same here. They love the you know the Chris Pauls of the world, the Seth Currys of the world, the stuff yeah. Seth Currys of the world. So when they when they turn on the television, they're home too, and they haven't gone back to school yet. Yeah, and they see a player taking a knee, that gives them an opportunity to understand the issues. Versus, I prefer the kids watch seeing that than turning to CNN or MSNBC and Fox and hearing you know, different points of views from people yeah. that really don't look like them. And they yeah. can take that and twist it for their benefit, for yeah. their ratings, where when you have a, a, someone that looks like them who plays a sport that a lot of these kids play or want to play, yeah. then it draws more attention to the cause. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, honestly, I'm a person that believes like in times of like trouble or like times of great stress like we're going through right now, um, there should be a reprieve. There should be like a moment where you can kind of go back into normalcy. And it doesn't mean that you forgot everything that's going on. We still have our social justice issues. We still have yeah. Corona. We still have everything going on, but we can't focus on that all yeah. the time or else we'll go insane. It's so yeah. And um, people have definitely missed their sports since like it was announced. Everything was canceled. Like you can't go to these games in person and like get your snacks like you used to get your beer like you used to hang out with the family, with your friends like you used to. You can't do what you used to. So yeah. they're trying to find a way to still keep that sense of normalcy yeah. in a way that's safe for everybody, which I respect and commend. Yep. And I like that they're still kind of bringing attention to the social justice issues and Most like definitely. making sure everything is safe and clean and like everybody is protected during this time while also giving us a sense of entertainment. So that way we're not completely without the things that we're used to. That's true. And we have a minute to kind of just take a breath and go back into like who we are and what we like to do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think everything in life is a balance, right? You, you never get too high or too low. And I think the NBA being back does justice because, like you said, they are bringing these issues to light. You know, with the black lives and sports matter. stimulate the economy. Like, yeah, yeah, most definitely. We need them. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm I'm glad that it's back. I don't think it really takes away. I respect the players who are honest the Suns and they had the worst record. Uh, but the Suns are red hot since the NBA came back, man. They're 5-0. and They still have to do a little bit to uh, to make the playoffs, right? They have to do a play-in tournament-style game as well. But some other teams have to lose for the Suns to, to, to make that. Um, how do you guys feel about the Suns? Is this just like a fluke thing? Is this just Devin Booker is like in his bag now? Like, I mean, how are you guys feeling about this run by the Suns? Uh, listen, man. I'm I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a lifelong Lakers fan. Oh, uh, my man, my man, my <laughs> man. Okay, I'm a lifelong. So more often, you know, I'm a lifelong Lakers fan. So yeah. I go way back. Shaq, Kobe, Elvin Campbell, oh. Nick Van Exel, way back. Yeah, word. But I, I'm gonna say this: Phoenix is hot right now. I mean, the beauty about playing in Orlando with them playing in Orlando, 
there's no home court advantage. There's not, man. So it's yeah. like everybody comes out and plays, and anyone can catch fire at any time. Yeah. But I do believe come playoff time, when it comes down to, you know, experience during these long playoff runs, yeah, I think the more experienced teams, the Milwaukee's, the Lakers, yeah. The, Celt- the, the, the Celtics, you know, they're more experienced ball clubs. I think I don't see Phoenix holding up. I mean, what they're doing right now is really nice. Yeah. But I, I, and I could be wrong, but I just don't know when it comes to playoff basketball if they'll have that same intensity, seeing how a LeBron has been to the finals, what, not, what is it, nine? Yeah, like nine times. Three yeah. times. And then you have an Anthony Davis, you know, with that the length that that team has, and then you have some other experienced ball clubs. I think down it's like it's like playing regular season basketball. You have certain teams; they could they're gonna get win games. They're gonna put up points, yeah. but then when you have to go seven games. The more experienced team, a team that's yeah. been there, they know what it takes to win. Uh, I I don't know if Phoenix holds up, but I will say this: one thing I could give them is this: not having to travel. Yeah, I think it's it it could play in their favor. It can play in their favor, but. Yeah. I'm not going to declare the Phoenix Suns being the NBA champions. I, no, I, no, no one's, no one's, no one's, no one's saying that. No one's saying that. I'm not that. going that far, but you have to give credit where credit's due. They're hot. I mean, it is what it is. You got to respect what they're doing. Yeah. But I really believe down the stretch, you know, when you have a LeBron James and Anthony Davis, guys who's been tried and, you know, and proven, and uh, there's other ball clubs, two more experienced ball clubs who've had deep playoff runs. Yeah. I think Phoenix games. Their next three games is against uh, Oklahoma, right? Obviously, Chris Paul is an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, where Ben Simmons is now leaving to get surgery. So he's not going to be playing. And okay. Dallas, which, you know, Luka Doncic has been playing insane, right? Mm-hmm. But Phoenix has a chance to go 8-0. and We obviously know the Blazers lost the other night against the Clippers. Uh, in which Patrick Beverly and Paul George was making fun of uh, Damian Lillard in that scenario. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But Devin Booker right now is high. I don't know if you guys seen that game where it was the Suns versus the Clippers. Now, to me, what I see, and this is why I kind of agree with Cheyenne, is that the Clippers are the hottest team in the league, which is crazy because as a Laker fan, it hurts me to say that. I remember they were like babies. Right? (laughs) <laughs> they, they were always until they won a title. They'll always be babies to me. I mean, Clippers. Listen, yeah. I, I, I remember I went you. to see a Lakers game in person, and the Clippers ran out, and I was like, "What is oh, this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Where, where's the Lakers?" Listen, I'm telling you, it's the time, and, and, and you look at it like this: the Lakers are a great team, right? But the Lakers, they're two stars. The problem is, is that the teams that are too good get complacent because they know they're too good. They feel like they could turn it on any time. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, is like now it's reported that LeBron James and Anthony Davis aren't doing shoot arounds, right? So mm-hmm. the Lakers are dead last in three. This hasn't been a thing that just happened in the bubble. This is something that happened prior to the bubble where they're not a really great three-point shooting team. Obviously, that's going to change a little bit with J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters being there now, you know, with the absence of Avery Bradley. But the Lakers aren't a great three-point shooting team. Anthony Davis gets hot, but then he fades in the fourth quarter. LeBron James is putting too much of the onus on Anthony Davis, right? And then if you look at that Lakers team, that Lakers team is really top-heavy, right? You Mm -hmm. have two of the top five players. You have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, right? Outside of that, you ain't got much because JaVale McGee, we know him from Shaq and the Fool. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard has revitalized his career, but he's asked not to do as much as he used to back in the day, right? But J.R. Smith, if you're telling me the Lakers can go ahead and, and turn it on anytime with, uh, you know, the Henny God, J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters, like that's a, that's a little different. You know what I mean? Where the Clippers is more deep with Montrez and, 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 chicken, and chicken Wing Lou. You know? yeah. Okay. Uh, playing games for the teams that are like kind of close, may have the same record because of the vision of whatnot, they'll have a playing game, kind of like, you know, how you know, like a March Madness type thing. And then that will have the playoff seating in the, you know, East and West. So that's how it is. But uh, let's touch on uh, Damian Lillard a little bit. Now, we all know it usually is Dame time. And when it's Dame time, that means you done, right? Is that, that's the reason why Paul George is now in L.A. And it's the reason why now, uh, Russell Westbrook is in Houston because Dame Time shut the door on OKC, right? Uh, <laughs> so there was a game against the Clippers uh, a couple nights ago that Dame missed two free throws. The Clippers ended up winning, winning that game, but Paul George and Patrick Beverly proceeded to mock Damian Lillard as he missed those free throws. Now, there's some beef with those two, as we all know, the reason why Paul George is, is not in OKC anymore because the last time Paul George was in an OKC uniform, he got Dame time hit on him, right? You remember Dame, he, he hit that three and Paul George said it was a really bad shot. Uh, so I guess Paul George and Pat Beverly got a little bit of revenge because they both played for the Clippers and they beat uh, the, the Blazers. Uh, how are you feeling about that? Dame, uh, how do you feeling about that whole situation between Dame Lillard and uh, Paul George and Pat Beverly? AJ, I'm gonna let you rock on this one. <laughs> I read along the lines he had, I think, tweeted. That's why you keep moving around, son, son, like that. That's what Dame had tweeted. Listen, he ain't lying. I, when, I, when I read that tweet, I was like, yeah. people don't talk real like that anymore. And Dame Lillard was talking some real shit. He was talking. I mean, I've never viewed Paul George as a superstar, I've always viewed him as a. Scotty Pippen type of player. I could, I could agree with that. You put him alongside a, a star, like a Kawhi Leonard, he yeah. will shine because we saw when Paul George was in Indiana, he could never get past LeBron, even yeah, when but, they would be up two games to one. And yeah, yeah this is our year against Miami. And they, yeah. they, you know, they would choke, whether it would be in, in six or seven games. So with PG, I never saw PG as that guy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when you're not that guy, you don't want to go after a guy like Damon Lillard. You don't. Who you know who leads this team? Even though I think he'll never win a championship in Portland with that team. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I mean, uh, the Clippers and the Blazers, just to see if Dame could do it again, because it'll be different this time. You know what I mean? The Clippers. Listen, if the, I, I, it, uh, that's what I'm saying, if he does it against the Clippers, Paul George could never say anything ever again in his career, uh -huh. ever, <laughs> ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you this. If it was like college basketball, the NCAA tournament, yeah, uh, one and done, okay. But if it's best of seven, yeah, I don't see it even going. I don't see it going five games. Really? Nah, with the Clipper against the Clippers. Listen, that backcourt in that backcourt in Portland, dangerous. They 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 could heat up. And then what happened against Golden State last year? What? No, 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 listen, listen. Golden State. <laughs> the last year you that. Listen, Golden State. 
arguably is the greatest basketball team of all time. One time what? I went to go see them. Of all time? Yeah, huh. Of all time. Arguably. Uh, Think about it. I'm nah. talking. I'm talking about the Kevin Durant Golden nah. State Warriors. Nah, who would be better than them? The '96 Bulls. Listen, <laughs> it depends on the rules, right? It depends on the rules. The '86 Celtics. Listen, I hit, but we're not even talking about the 2000, 2001 Lakers. We're all Lakers fans. Exactly. Exactly. But listen, go, that Golden State team is dangerous, man. That's a dangerous and team. As a Lakers fan, how can you call any other team the greatest of all yeah. time? Like how? Listen, I, listen, how dare I, you? I'm by, look, Kobe's the greatest player of all time. That's what I will say. I did not come onto your show to be disrespected like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, listen, that that Warriors team is dead. So anybody who is beating, if you're beating that Golden State team like the Raptors did last year, it had to be injuries, right? To the point <laughs> where, oh, definitely. to the point where it was, uh, if you had Clay Thompson, they still could have won. That's how dangerous that Golden State Warrior uh, team is. Now they don't got Kevin Durant. Listen, it's in the history books that the Raptors won that championship. Well, mm -hmm. it, it could have been a different story if Clay and KD was part of that uh, championship, uh, that 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 team last year. Uh, I just want to touch a little bit. Speaking of the Golden State Warriors, right before we head off, how do you feel about uh, Draymond Green talking about Devin Booker, right? Do you consider it tampering? Because Draymond Green told, said on, on, on TNT, he was like, I guess he's like a part-time analyst. He was saying that uh, Devin Booker is a great player and he needs to get out of Phoenix. How do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like that's kind of tampering? Because you got to remember, Draymond to us on YouTube, Let's Be Real Sportscast. Check out the LBRS sports blog where Big Sherm does a good job in between episodes providing dope content. Uh, and um, uh, Instagram as well. Uh, and uh, listen, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys uh, jumping in because it was amazing. It's fun. I hope we do it again. And uh, that's another episode in the back. Peace. Yeah, anytime. Appreciate you, man. Oh, yeah, no doubt.